Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by the one, the only, Meredith. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's good. We just recorded, before we started recording this episode, uh, your contribution to the bonus episode about Harry Potter... I'm just happy to be included here, truly. <laughs> that I'm going to put up at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. If you sign up at the $5 a month level or higher, you'll get access to that. And yeah, I'm just going to, I'm inviting all my favorite people on who have read Harry Potter, who have seen the films. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a deep dive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we just recorded that. How are you, other than uh, being a Harry Potter fan? Uh, I'm good. Been watching a lot of scary movies as an attempt to uh, get into the Halloween spirit. <laughs> okay. And it's been a real good time. We got to get into it because I got a recommendation. Oh, my God. Well, can I can I do my yes. main recommendation? Yes. So, uh, Vampire's Kiss. Ooh. 1989, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Sorry, not to laugh immediately. Oh, no. That's uh, that's the sound you're going to make the whole movie. Okay. Uh, he plays a degenerate Patrick Bateman-esque uh, literary agent oh, in New York City. Mistreats his girlfriend, kind of a weirdo. He gets attacked by a bat. <laughs> I'm already so happy. And is telling his therapist in one of his sessions that the that the bat's attack aroused him strangely. Oh. And then all of a sudden, he goes out to a club, meets a mysterious woman, and... Uh, he, you know, May, it was like, he gets bitten. But the rest of the movie, it's clear, like, he's clearly just insane. Like, it's, <laughs> as uh, as the How Did This Get Made people described it, uh, it is a harrowing portrayal of uh, mental illness and uh, oh toxic masculinity. Oh, my God. Uh, but, but, like, it's a fucking but on funny. purpose or accidentally? I have no idea okay. what was going on in this film. Okay, uh, you know, so... He gets crazier and crazier. He is constantly tormenting this one secretary that works in his office. So you get to watch him like just be horribly abusive to this poor secretary, which is all very strange, and then become more and more like a vampire-esque. And just Nicolas caging all over the place in a way that's like, it's <laughs> classic. Ew, Meredith, don't turn his name into a verb. <laughs> oh, I didn't know how much that would upset me. Oh. Well, we don't have to use it again, but I might use it in conversations. Yeah, no, it's um, good. It's very vivid. Yeah. So I also know exactly what you're talking about when you say uh, it. Yeah. By the time he ends up going to a famed 80s super Manhattan Super Club tunnel <laughs> while wearing a, a suit and a pair of uh, cheap dollar store vampire fangs. Wow. Uh, wow. It just like... That's not even the craziest part of the movie. What a gift. Um, I have so to watch this. You really do. It's on uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I think you can rent it in a couple of different places as well. Cool. So it's uh it's it's just like so so strange. Yeah. And I'm, I I'm like, into it. I still I don't really I don't really know what happened <laughs> in it. I, it was just so You, the odd. look on your face, <laughs> it's like you have just witnessed some kind of bizarre crime and you're like, I don't know what happened. I just, I don't know what happened. I can't tell you. No, I don't know what he looked like. I don't, I don't know what actually happened. Some weird shit went down, man. <laughs> it was so, so, so weird. But uh, if you're, you're into some strange, strange stuff, like just check it out because it is so incredibly I'm, weird. I'm just beyond <laughs> jazz to watch it. So my genuine recommendation, as in it's actually good and not like fun, bad, good, 
uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I haven't started it yet. Everyone's been talking about it. I'm sure you've seen all of your friends freaking out on Twitter or Facebook about it. So how it was sold to me, where I was just like, this sounds so fucking weird, I gotta watch it, is someone was like, it's like if This Is Us was a horror film. Oh, you mean in the real way and not just in the way that This Is Us is a horror yes. film? Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in like the emotionally like devastating way. Uh, if you like This Is Us or you're bored to tears by it, like if you don't like This Is Us, that's me. Um, it, it's like a serious family drama but also a horror film Mm -hmm. and it's so good and it's so good to the point where I'm like why has I'm not going to say this is the first time the mashup of those genres is happening but Mm -hmm. I was like why isn't this done more it's so good it's like watching a really really good horror series but you care about the characters which usually in horror you do not well right that's why and even when they have themes of like loss or family tragedy or problem like that kind of drama it's just that it's written so poorly. Right. <clears throat> it doesn't end up feeling like there's any stakes to whatever sort of deep family secret yeah. is is involved. Like, so, like horror, horror is known for very bad writing and those sort of like very shallow archetypes, which is what uh, Cabin in the Woods yeah. sent up so successfully. Um, I gotta watch that again. It was so good. And it was like a perfect satire of the bad writing that usually happens in, in yeah. horror movies where it's like, you have the dumb slutty girl. You have the bookish brunette who's going to live till the end because she's a virgin. You have the jock. You have the, like, kind of not as attractive stoner funny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you can predict how these things are going to go down. But The Haunting of Hill House, it's like these characters are actually developed. The writing's good. They're actually going through stuff as a family. And it, it gets to the point where you, like, you almost forget it's a horror series. And then the scariest thing ever fucking happens. And oh. it is legitimately scary. I was a dummy and I, like, binge watched three episodes last night until, like, one o'clock in the morning. And I was, like, so scared that I let Penny into my room, which I usually don't let the cats in my room <laughs> at night. And I was like, I need to snuggle because I'm scared. Come here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good day for Penny, too. Penny also recommends it. Um, so that's my my main horror recommendation. I also finished the latest season of Orange is the New Black. I really liked this last season. I know a lot of people had uh, qualms with it. I agree. Baddison is the worst thing that's ever happened to the show. Mm. Uh, in terms, everybody's like, yeah, but she's like fun to hate. I'm like, I do not think she's fun to hate. I think that actress did a really bad job. <laughs> I thought she was just bad all around. Sorry. Uh, but I thought the rest of the storylines were really great. Um, and the, the ending is devastating Mm. something i guess good happens if you care about that character i don't uh something good happens to them but then something very bad happens to another character and it is like i was legitimately wrecked and i didn't see it coming um and yeah i thought it was good oh that's there you go uh do you have any other uh wrecks whether they be reading or watching or listening um, I was really enjoying a, I wish I remember the name of it, but it's a, uh, by a guy named Alexis Taylor. He's the lead singer of the band Hot Chip. Right. He has a solo record that uh, I was listening to earlier today that I was surprisingly charmed by. Ooh. Um, you can find out what the name of that one is. Um, and I think also, uh, there's been... 
Um, oh, I really enjoyed, this was an article that was at Electric Literature a while ago, but it still keeps surfacing and it makes me so happy. Um, it is a like rundown of what kind of uh, person you are based on your favorite Shakespeare play. Okay. So it's things like uh, King Lear, you've definitely written into an advice column about your family. <laughs> or uh, Richard, the, th the like, there's several where it's like, you're low key into BDSM and you keep trying, or like you're into BDSM and you keep trying to like suggest that, uh, so that you just slowly keep trying to make people realize and then it escalates and at some point it's like, you're into, I think in Macbeth it's like you're into BDSM and you can't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, accurate. Um, yeah, there are some other really good ones as well. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, The Tempest is just like, you've uh, definitely, performed magic tricks for your friends <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm i'm in a sketch yeah uh, oh my god also there's there's one that's like you're really upset about the erasure of uh bisexuality in heteros like heteronormative coupling uh -huh. and i was i think that might be 12th night <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on and on and on i'm i i felt like extremely seen and it was uh super weird very funny you reminded me with the magic thing uh i'm in a sketch show where i have to do some close-up magic nope and I have to shout out uh, close-up magicians because that shit is hard. It is not easy. But I've also been watching videos of it. And, like, I'm simultaneously fascinated and, and like, very um, in awe of magicians and also so creeped out by them. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is, like... I just, like, the fucking... The whole production, the costumes, the make... Like, the facial expressions, just... Oh, it's so creepy. I mean, never forget that Mystery from the pickup artist and the game was a magician right. before he became a pickup artist. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think he's got all those stupid clothes? <laughs> right? Now you know why. Um, so, also, speaking of horror and Halloween and stuff like that, can we please just make fun of the MTA's stupid fucking idea... They created a haunted subway for Halloween, which is really what everyone has been demanding of the MTA, right? So spend money on something that doesn't involve actually making the trains uh -huh. run. So Gothamist wrote, in what hopefully costs zero dollars to create, <laughs> the MTA has announced they'll be hosting a haunted subway, th subway this month with a little help from the NYPD's transit unit. So we get the MTA and cops. And cops. The event was announced on Twitter today where they noted they have been really brewing up something special for their first annual haunted subway. Can you even imagine a scary subway system? It's so hard to picture that. Oh, God. As if Union Square isn't scary enough with all the fucking Hare Krishnas and the street performers. Can you imagine, Meredith, waiting on the platform, just like so tired and so pissed off after work for like 20 minutes for a train, the train finally fucking arrives and it's filled with like actors pretending to be ghosts and shit. I would I... lose my fucking mind. Oh yeah, no, that's that's how you get someone murdered. Yeah. Uh and as the Gothamist points out, as Gothamist points out, the Gotham <laughs> Gothamist, uh, the trains are already super scary. Because you can get uh trapped. Well, the stations too. You can get trapped in an elevator with no air circulation. Um you can get trapped on an F train and have to claw your way out. You can have to walk through those dark tunnels. When you can, yeah, you can derail. You can derail, and people could get hurt. 
Um, you can have, uh, you know, mentally ill people come onto your train and threaten to kill you and rape you, which mm -hmm. has happened to friends of mine. Super can, fun. Yeah, somebody can stick their hand up your skirt for no reason mm -hmm. and like start groping around and no one will do anything to help you even when you try and tell them to stop. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had a friend who was riding the train home after we interned. It was like two in the morning and a dude came onto the train, uh, started screaming that he was going to rape her. And then chased her off the train at her stop and was chasing her uh, through the streets. And the only reason he didn't catch her was these two women were closing up a Trader Joe's and saw her running towards them <gasps> and like brought her into the store and locked the doors. And he was outside banging on the doors. Oh, and my God. At them and they had to call the cops. That's that's, that's pretty scary. Yeah. And you didn't need to uh, do a haunted subway yeah. car ride. Well, and you don't even it doesn't even have to be the subway. It's like a haunted subway like. The transit system. Have you ever seen some the way those buses, like regular buses, will drive through uh, red lights and have no interest in stopping <laughs> for pedestrians? Yep. Like it's a it's a horror show out there on the streets as it is. It is. So while we're in the pop culture section, can we also take thirty seconds to yell at Piers Morgan? Oh God, this was the dunking. This was a good dunk on Piers it Morgan was. opportunity and you know, too. I feel like it brings us together as a society every six months or so when we dunk on Piers Morgan. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good for us as well. So he recently uh, got into a little bit of trouble because he was making fun of Daniel Craig who, because Daniel Craig was photographed uh, by paparazzi carrying uh his and his wife rachel uh weiss's baby daughter in one of those like it's in a baby bjorn like in baby a born. little baby carrier yeah. a little baby carrier a totally normal thing for a father to do and piers morgan lost his mind <laughs> where he wrote he like posted the photo and the caption was oh 007 not you as well hashtag papoose hashtag emasculated bond which is a really weird thing to think. Like you see a father carrying his daughter and you think that's him being emasculated? Yeah, I mean it doesn't even really make sense to me. No. Like why I like what 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 does having physical contact with your child have to do with masculinity or non-masculinity? Mm -hmm. Like what's the like he's still an action star? Well, I also love that the Apparently to Piers Morgan and uh, people like Piers Morgan, the definition of masculinity is reproducing, obviously, because right. that's like the most masculine but thing you can do. But then leaving the mother. Like, Immediately the abandon your child. Yeah. <laughs> Never have any skin to skin contact with them. Like that is such a weird definition of masculinity. Yeah. Also, in what universe is this? I, like, I also just think like this is really bad because there's and maybe this is just because I've lived in New York and Brooklyn for so long, but. It's hot when dudes carry their little babies. It's so hot. And like Daniel Craig carrying a baby, like, yes. Yeah. Mama Lai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good on Rachel Weiss, man. She's also the best. They're one of my favorite celebrity couples. I, I know. They really are great. Uh, yeah. But yes, there's nothing hotter than like a dude being a good dad. Yeah. Like when will men understand that that's like so attractive? Yeah. And I know that that does bring up like the sort of frustrating double standard of how like hot moms like moms carrying the babies is normal and dads like it's partly it's like hot because it's still thing, like yeah. unusual but sure. i think like we can still let's still appreciate that like hot dudes carrying babies mm -hmm. is like a guaranteed panty dropper and you're yeah. like wait i want i want to make a baby that you will then carry 
Like, <laughs> it's just like built into our brains. Yeah. Some women. I shouldn't say all women. It definitely does. Uh, it does inspire like surprising feelings for yes. me since I don't actually have any interest in. Is that weird children. where it's still like that deeply programmed that you're like, oh, that thing's happening. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, providing for offspring. This is <laughs> this is good. Perhaps he will hunt later. It's like, like uh, tall dudes. It's like, yeah. why is that a thing? It's like, oh, you can get the good fruit at the top of the tree. Wait a second. <laughs> why, do I, why do I care about this? But yeah, it's so. really built into my brain. I mean, there were some very good reactions. I mean, partly like I think Nicole Cliff was uh, she started a thread and then people just started started replying uh dudes with uh replying with pictures of them with their baby daughter oh, their babies yes. and it was adorable just being like oh yeah um but then also there was plenty of people that had uh good responses including our boyfriend chris evans oh what a treasure yeah I'm going to cry so hard. I talk about this every single time. Chris Evans <laughs> comes. I cried when I saw his tweet that it was his last day as Captain America. I'm going to be devastated. I hope you're all ready to like send me well wishes. Cause mm. I thought you were going to say you're going to be devastated when he finally has the little baby that he's carrying around. Oh, I won't survive. But, like, I will not survive. <laughs> like the second that photo comes up of like him with a uh, baby Bjorn and like if he still has the beard, you will find a pile of ash. That was <laughs> Uh, so update to this story and good news. Did you see that uh, Piers Morgan got hit in the face with a cream pie? No, I did not. I think it was scripted, but still, even if it was scripted. So he was on one of the dumb morning shows that he hosts and one of his um, co-stars was like, basically, this is for mm -hmm. you saying the baby Bjorn thing and hit him in the face with a cream oh, pie. Man. No one reacts like it was not scripted <laughs> so it was probably totally planned but it was still very satisfying to i can imagine get hit it's too face. bad they didn't get ash sarkar to come back on uh the i'm a communist you idiot uh <gasps> and then hit him with a pie yeah uh, i think that would have been a good one to reenact so good or chris evans with a baby bjorn and a baby he borrowed hitting him with a cream pie oh my god so then that that i think i would just ascend to heaven <laughs> and they'd be, be like you didn't die and i'd be like oh, i did let me tell you about it. <laughs> You're like, I absolutely did. I, I don't absolutely know what happened to me. died. And I'll tell you the moment I died. And then just a general shout out uh, to Timothy Chalamet for wearing uh, this, oh, this suit. suit. Incredible. My God. You know, I needed uh, a little pick me up. Oh, my God. Did he crash Jezebel? Oh, there he is. Um, if oh. you guys <laughs> didn't see uh, Timothy Chalamet and his cheekbones wearing this suit, absolutely incredible. Um, and also just... I'm just so happy he's like taking chances with fashion. Oh yeah. Cause he can do it. I mean, he's so beautiful Ugh. and uh, yeah. That's mostly like, why I wanted to talk about it. So we can just look at this photo for a you little know, bit. Just a wonderful, like a deep V-neck t-shirt, oh, a little like necklace. But he and doesn't then, look like, like a douchebag. You know when no. guys wear deep V t-shirts and you're like, come on. What are you doing? He's 22, so it's not like he has enough muscle mass to no, actually like do that. He's still very much in his twink phase, which, you know, embrace I'm it. I'm not going to. I'm never going to fault anyone for really rocking their twink phase. No, you um, have to. But, yeah, I saw a friend of mine uh, tweeted that um, she was really excited for Timothy Chalamet to be wearing uh, a suit based on the cover of uh, Depeche Mode's Violator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which yeah. actually is extremely accurate. Yeah, that is so funny. Also, I love watching how the gossip news cycle becomes real news because he was doing a red carpet um, interview 
and someone asked him, is your style based on Harry Styles? And he kind of laughs and he goes, yeah. And he's clearly kidding. Sure. And then it has actually become news now where they're like, oh, Timothy Chalamet was inspired by Harry Styles. And it's like, is that true? I don't know. Oh, man. I want to see those two make out. I do, too, though. Yeah, I actually do want that. Again, I would ascend immediately. Heaven yeah. would be like, we, ha- we have the date of your death right here and it's not today. And I'd be like... Let me tell you what just happened. And all the angels would be like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, no, they were making out. Especially if Harry Styles was in one of the glittery suits. Oh, come on. Although Timothy Chalamet is actually quite tall. So the he height difference would be a little. Tall. And Harry Styles is quite the little little pixie. So it might be a little bit awkward. But I would still like, he could sit on his lap maybe. Sure. I'm I'll sorry. I'm just, no. I'm just sitting out here. I just love that writing. you're spitballing fan fiction right now. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I mean, do not get me. So I am, I am an excellent slash fiction creator. Like <laughs> <laughs> real person fiction, which is like extra, like an extra level of weirdness to oh, it. Oh, please. I mean, the the tweens already took care of this with all of the uh, One Direction slash fiction <gasps> on the internet. That so, is, I think my favorite on. fandom that I know very little about, but I find it so fascinating. Like mm-hmm. they have their own words that they use and stuff i just found out about one the other day that i don't remember but i had to google it where i was like what does this mean i was like oh my god it's from one direction fan fiction incredible isn't that so amazing they have like an entire culture oh god bless teens all right that's the only time i'll ever say something like that by the way listen the reason we had to get to all that weirdness and randomness is it's that time of the show let's all hold hands and cry here's your bad news All right. So first up in bad news is more about um, Jamil Khashoggi, with who we've been talking about a lot on this show. Um, if you've been on Twitter recently, the Washington Post just published his last column that oh, he ever wrote, God. which was calling for more uh, freedom of expression and speech in the Arab world, which is like a, a chillingly... Um, appropriate or uh, or quin- not coincidental because he wrote about that a lot but for it to have been his last column um, you know published after he was tortured to death for being a journalist was weirdly appropriate um, but what I wanted to talk about was the story uh, where did it originally break was it the Washington Post I don't remember uh, no the New York Times so $100 million in Saudi money landed in U.S. accounts as Mike Pompeo landed in uh, the Middle East. Mm, what a strange coincidence. Yeah, so they're trying to play it off as, oh, no, the money is for, like, other operations, and it has nothing to do with us paying yeah, you off for having I killed... Mean- it just seems like maybe that's one of those things they could have waited on just yeah. being worried about the optics. But I suppose when you know that you can act with impunity, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter what things look like. Yeah. And, you know, you can act with impunity because the president of the United States keeps making excuses for you. Mm-hmm. I just it's fascinating to watch conservatives try to reconcile their deep suspicion of anything from the Middle East and they're like xenophobia and racism and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just, uh, jingoism and all that stuff with supporting Trump 
being up Saudi Arabia's ass. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, it's like, it's one of those things. As long as there's money, you mm-hmm. just don't worry about it so much. Well, and also, as long as Trump continues to, like, quote unquote, own the libs, yeah. he can basically do whatever he wants, even if that includes violating, like, deep, deep conservative ideologies, they'll still have his back. Because yeah. it's like, but he pisses off the libs, so we're winning. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck? do you guys stand for <laughs> but uh, you know at, at least it's also true that this he's not the first president to true. give a pass to saudi arabia yes. despite all of these things because obviously we bombed literally everybody else but yeah. saudi arabia no, that's a really good 9-11 and have been involved in the mental gymnastics of justifying that um despite the fact that like they did 9-11. Yes. Uh, like, we were, were talking about that the other day. That is still like one of the weirdest things to ever happen in history where it's like they did 9-11 and we bombed another country, mm-hmm. several other countries, yeah. uh, but never Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that that's a really good point that you bring up. What do you think Obama would have done if mm-hmm. he was president when this was happening? Well, I mean, this is and I, I feel like I had this conversation with someone else that the, I think the reason why this happened is because they knew they could get away with it because of the sure. way Trump functions. So, and the way he talks about yeah. the press, yeah. So Obama, like, it would never, they wouldn't have tried something like this, but I think that Obama was clearly okay with a lot of the escalations and was very much a sort of, like, come on, guys, I know you're better than this. Mm-hmm. And the Saudis were still, like, executing people right. left and right. Um and was not, you know, that interested in in pushing back. Um, so they were. There was a lot more focus on like the modernization elements mm-hmm. of it. Of it when um, now the like MBS and the rest of the royal family can really indulge in their most despotic uh, instincts because they've got a, a partner in Trump and people who want to like who believe that that's a better way to function. Right. Um, so that's the. I think that. Obama would have had a pretty negative reaction, but like, yeah, I have a question not to put you on the spot. No, of course. Um, why do you think they went after Jamil? Cause like in terms of dissidents mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia and the Middle East in general, there are certainly way more outspoken dissidents. And I, like, it, I know he critiqued, the Saudi Arabian regime in terms well, and, of and stifling dissent. MBS and talking about these sure, things. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. But um, like, do you think he was the number one or do you think it was sort of um, opportunistic? Like he had gone to the embassy and they were like, oh, who's here? Oh, I mean, it was absolutely a plot. Like mm. he was lured there with the intention of bringing him back. Mm. Um, and the because yeah, he wanted to get married, right? Yeah. But they were like, you have to come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they had, you know, 15 people in there ready to torture him immediately right, and all of right, that stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, and they now have audio of it. Yeah. And it's horrific. Well, and um, apparently one of the people that was involved in the torture and dis- like torture and murder of him uh, was, quote unquote, killed in a car crash in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Um, okay. So, you know, nothing suspicious there. Oh, boy. Um, I think that, I mean, I don't know enough about the the full background to say sure. why it's him, but the regime has been locking up dissidents and even relative, like, relatively tame activists at a massively high rate, like, even more than, like, they've been cracking down 
uh, in the last several months. So, yeah, you know, right. one of so I, th I think that this is a consolidation of power and that there was an element of like this guy, like there was some reason they just decided because I don't know enough about other things. And I think there's some because Saudi Arabia and Turkey have issues with each other. Mm -hmm. There is an element of like because he was there, because they wanted to fuck with the you know, Erdogan regime. I mean, like, nobody good is involved in this situation. Well, you also, you bring up a really good point, which is, they do this shit on the reg, but yeah. they did it to a Washington Post They journalist. did it to a lawful U.S. resident, a tax-paying... Yes. Like, it, not, and, you know, Trump says, well, he wasn't a citizen, but as a, as a legal permanent resident, he was a, like, legal permanent residents are, as many other people who live and work and function in the United States... Uh, afforded the protections of every part of the Constitution and every bit of American law, and so should be treated as like it, right. like as no different than if um, um, like an actual American citizen had yeah. been murdered. He's so trying he's, to he's trying to qualify it so it doesn't look as bad that he's yeah. like, oh, well, we don't really know what happened. Well, he just can say that he didn't they didn't really kill an American, so right. we don't we don't, we don't have need to, get involved. to give them. Yeah. yeah, we can stay out of it. And yeah. I, um, but yeah, he was. This was somebody who was humiliating the regime in America to Americans, making them look bad, being embarrassing. Yeah. Um, because, the, I mean, the women who fought for the right for women to drive are being locked up in crazy yeah. numbers. Yeah. I mean, fucking driving in public is enough to get you thrown into jail. And, and these, some of those activists are, are like genuinely yeah. missing. And, and so that's like what's happening to the people that live there. Mm -hmm. And I think that like... And these are our allies. <laughs> that's like important to remember that we are, we're complicit in all of this because our government wants that oil <laughs> like that that truly is yeah. what it comes down to and also it's like a geopolitically advantageous region to have um under our thumb if you want to put it that way even though like we're basically under their thumb mm -hmm. um but yeah i uh, i had another point i wanted to make about all this i forget uh that's okay I, it's just it's really horrifying like just reading the details about like what happened to him. I mean, they, they oh, were God. they were yeah. cutting off his fingers, and yeah. you can hear him like apparently one of the people involved in the the torture um, recorded audio on their smartwatch. Yeah, and that's how the audio got out. But like you can hear him screaming. Like mm -hmm. I just if it happened. If any other country did this, it would be an international incident. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it should. I think that. In other countries, it probably is an international incident. We're just treating it like it's somehow yeah. this is normal. And I, yeah, I mean, also, you don't get a clearer message to critics of uh, totalitarian regimes than if you write things we don't like, we are going to cut your fingers off yeah. and then dismember you. Yeah, this is going to absolutely have a chilling effect on freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And it's already been uh, like a banner like a negative uh yeah. year for violence against journalists yeah. it's been it's it's incredibly dangerous yeah. uh to be a reporter in huge chunks of the world which is why it's extra dangerous to have the president of the united states calling the press the enemy of the people because right. it's like okay you say that about the new york times and the washington post in the united states they get kicked out of some of your events you encourage your supporters to beat them up. That is really bad. But in other countries, that could get the press killed. Right. Well, and, and also that sort of rhetoric is exactly what feels like it could embolden people yeah. like MBS and the Saudis to, to do this because it's his attitude is that the that anyone who questions him is 
an, a villain. And that's like exactly the, that just makes, gives cover to, to people who want to react violently um, when they're displeased. Right. Is really frightening. Um, so I also wanted to yell at Mitch McConnell, who's cutting, uh, calling for cutting government programs to deal with dun, 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 debt. This is what the Republicans always go back to time and time again because they you know. You give a big tax cut to super wealthy people. Yeah. All of a sudden you can't afford to pay for the programs and then you can just like get rid of them. Yeah, you give a tax cut to the rich or you don't enforce the rich paying their taxes like Jared Kushner. But you go after people who aren't making a lot of money uh, and ask for 40% of their income mm -hmm. to pay for taxes. Uh, that's what I'm going through right now. Uh, it is a really fucked up system and it can't sustain itself. So, uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell is calling on Congress to rein in major government programs like Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security. It's all of their like classic hits, yeah. you know, in order to uh, um, slow our spiral into national debt. And also they're they're banking on the fact that people don't know that the government's budget doesn't work the same way as like a household budget. Like yeah. a household budget, if you're spending more than than is coming in, um, yeah, an easy fix to that is let's spend less money. If you do that with the government budget, you uh, create an economic spiral because if you cut services like say Medicare, Medicaid, or like food stamps, stuff like that, um, people can contribute less to the economy. And it makes everything way worse. That's why we we know that austerity doesn't work, right? right. It's been tried all over the world, and it just makes things worse. Mm -hmm. So you think we'd learn, <laughs> but here no, we are. because we have one major political party right. who uh, whose entire economic philosophy is based on faulty reasoning, despite you know over a century of evidence that anytime this is tried, mm -hmm. there's no such like trickle down economics is a lie. Uh, you know, if you don't, you know, the, if you, like, if poor people are going to end up costing more money, uh, like, it's not as if other things are going to do, I mean, like, they just don't care. It's, right. it's, it's cruelty. And like, also, debt doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and I, it's like, a, people it, could have this, but like, certainly deficits don't matter. It's and a, the idea it's that a that's made up thing. Yeah. Like, the government can print money. And I know, like, inflation and all of that stuff. But, the government can just make money. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the the idea that our national debt is somehow an actual problem when, you know, there's no one in jail for tanking the global economy in 2008. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. is uh, it's one of those things where you think your priorities are not correct. Yeah. And, you know, there is a, yeah, growing income inequality. The fact that so many people are poor, like... The number of children who are going hungry, the fact that like schools don't have enough money to even have like enough pencils. Mm -hmm. um, but no, like we can't, you know, the kid like fuck the kids. They can't have pencils. We have to make sure that the debt is paid off. And also it doesn't even like if you take if you take away the tax cut um, and actually enacted like a slightly fairer like tax code it would be like and i mean fair like taking all the money um that's it would the thing be massive we, at this point this. we're not even talking about tax the rich more we just need to tax the rich yeah because jared kushner is not an unusual example for no. a rich person paying zero percent taxes mm -hmm. that's like 
all major corporations do that. Right. Or they get a refund from the government. Yeah. Um, they pay negative in taxes. And then, again, small business owners, like your girl, uh, have to pay, like, out the fucking ass and get buried forever in debt from the IRS. Um, That is not a sustainable model. You know, it makes no sense. Um, I don't have as much money as Jared Kushner. Go get Jared Kushner's money. (laughs) I will keep paying taxes. Seriously, somebody go get Jared Kushner's money. money. (laughs) I just, anyone, somehow, please. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, privatizing Social Security has been a Republican jerk-off fantasy since day one. Oh, yeah. Since, like, the day, like, since the, the Ronald Reagan came to yeah, power. Yeah, like, look into... Well, since LBJ made it, or since they made it, I should yeah, even say. Basically. Like, yeah, dismantling every bit of the New Deal and the um, and the Great Society programs has been the goal from the second they were And instituted. they haven't been able to do it, guess why? Because they're really fucking popular. Yeah. Um, and people will die without them. And mm-hmm. uh, people know that. And they're like, no, no, no. We'd like to keep these things. Uh, if you really want to do a deep dive into the whole private uh, privatization of Social Security, look into a company called BlackRock. Um, they have been gunning for Social Security since day one. Did I tell you? So I used to like do light reporting on BlackRock occasionally. Yeah. And I was at a show and one of my improv teammates was like, oh, my brother's going to be at the show. And I was like, oh, cool. What does your brother do? And he's like, oh, he works on Wall Street. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, with what firm? And he goes, BlackRock. And I went, the ones who were trying to privatize Social Security? <laughs> and my teammate goes, is that what they're doing? And I was like, that's <laughs> one of the things they want to do. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. And I was like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Also, when his brother showed up, it was like classic, like, guys, bear with me. I've been reading and watching a lot of Harry Potter, so I'm going to have a lot of Potter metaphors and analogies. But my teammate looks like your classic kind of like scruffy improv dude. Yeah. His brother shows up and looked like he was like in Slytherin, like slick back black hair. My teammate does not have jet black hair, very pale, like in a cut suit. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. I hope they give you like, uh, you know, like hair dye and a bunch of gel like <laughs> and a slytherin as as, like, pop, like i'm just imagining like you walk in the doors of black rock and they were like i'm sorry this doesn't uh this doesn't meet our dress code and you're like oh i'm sorry does this is there something wrong with my cuffs like is like the tie not right and they're like no i'm sorry you need to um you need to go sit in that dark room and dye your hair and you can't come out until you're as pale as nosferatu also here's your snake yeah. what <laughs> They're yeah, like, wait, we didn't tell you about that. It's uh, did we not tell you about the snake that you have a, to carry around? It's a it's a perk, but is it? What? <laughs> no, it. Trust me, it's a perk. Yeah. It's oh, your, it's your familiar. Like, you're familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to talk about this story, this next story, because God, Seb- so much bad news. Allison. I know. Oh well, God. we're in the bad news section. So Sebastian Gorka recently was on Fox News and made the absurd claim that the right never advocates for violence. <laughs> I mean, mind you, after Charlottesville, after, like, a Nazi killed Heather Heyer, after, uh, like, numerous stories about uh, Nazis and white supremacists, like, jumping. I mean, here in New York City, the Proud Boys jumped a bunch of people and beat them up. Uh, Yeah, like, clearly this is absurd. But one of the stories that I found uh, when I was trying, I was making fun of this on Twitter but there was a story at uh, Oregon Live about how members of the right-wing group Patriot Prayer stationed themselves on a downtown Portland rooftop with a cache of guns prior to a summer protest. Uh, 
And we're just finding out about this now because the police finally admitted it happened. I can't, I mean, like, be a little bit less obviously in league with the Nazis, guys. Yes. Like, just try, just, again, it's sort of like the Saudis. Like, can you, can you just pretend a little bit? Like, I know <laughs> that it was bad when this stuff was happening and we didn't know about it. Right. But come on. Yeah, it's so obvious. I mean, we just talked about uh, the Proud Boys jumping people in New York City. The NYPD was there. Oh, yeah. They, they were there. They watched it happen. And like, yet they still had to review the body cameras to make sure that they... Come like, on. You will bring every... Like, you literally surround people with mesh nets and then throw all of them in jail yep. when they're protesting yep. and you don't like it. And these people are violent directly in front of you and you have to let everyone go and then go back. Yeah. Like... This is, you know, only one of these groups gets the, I guess we'll just sort them out later yeah. treatment. And it's not the ones who do all the violence. No. And then the cops like pretend they're being like non-biased when they do stuff like that, where they're like, oh, well, we, you know, we we're just sort of here to mediate basically. But yeah, you're right. It, it's so obviously bullshit because if the left does any kind of organizing, not even like Antifa stuff, yeah. just like gathers somewhere uh, they get penned in and uh, pepper sprayed yeah. <laughs> immediately. Um, but yeah, I saw some confusion from people on Twitter when the photos of, uh, there was like a, an effort to document who was uh, mm -hmm. in the Proud Boys right. and uh, dox them, reveal their identities. Also, guys, it's totally okay to dox the Nazis. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, you don't get to walk around with the Proud Boys and keep your anonymity. Like that's bye-bye. We don't live mm -hmm. in that age anymore. Um but there was some confusion online that there were uh, men of color right. with the Proud Boys. Uh, and I think it's important to remember that, like, what the Proud Boys stand for, uh, while there are white supremacists within the Proud Boys, there's, like, a bunch of just hurt boy feelings within the Proud Boys that can be can resonate with men of color too. Well, it's it's uh, traditional values. I want to be in charge. I want my woman to not like, leave been, me yeah. and all that I've stuff. I've been disenfranchised, you know, yeah. Right, right, right. But also, like, it just goes to show, like, it's very simple. If the ideology is packaged in, in a certain way, all you're trading on is the, the like, complete, uh, like, the fact that white supremacy is you know, a part of the fabric of our, our lives and right. that being, you know, of course there are people like all, everyone has to function within white supremacy. And that's why we have colorism and, you know, different racism against, you know, in different racial minorities in mm -hmm. the country. And these like yeah. strange, uh, the way that we pit people against each other. And I think like the, of course you would see, that doesn't mean that, you know, there's, it's just not as simple as the old yeah. days when you would see like what it was like, oh, ha ha, there's a black guy in the clan. Like, it's not right, like right. that because yeah. it's not about like the races. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're not worried about purity here. Right. It's also, I mean, never underestimate certain people's willingness to be the one they keep, quote unquote. Oh, right. You mean like all the women in the Trump administration? That's exactly where I was going to go with that, where the women who were like, yeah, women do belong in the home while they simultaneously are trying to ascend the ladders in their own careers. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that? Because they, they're bootlickers. They think they're the ones that the the male regime will keep, yeah. right? Uh, they need to keep around eight or nine women. Maybe I'll be one of the eight or nine women they yeah. keep around. 
Um, same with the Proud Boys. It's like, maybe I'll be the black guy they keep. Yeah. Also, uh, they are not supposed to masturbate. So you can only imagine <laughs> the that they're like... I don't buy that. I just... Well, I don't I mean, buy they're not masturbating. Well, they're definitely if they are, they're certainly like they're not <laughs> supposed to. And I'm saying that like if if the shame around masturbation or like not spilling your seed is a, is a major tenet of the group, I guarantee you that that's going to addle the judgment of a lot of their members. Sure. I bet they're fucking pissed off. Listen, go jerk off real quick. See if you still hate women as much. Yeah. Huh? All right. Calm down. Well, on that note, on the note of me encouraging Proud Boys to go jerk off, here is your good news. All right, first up in good news, you can now get safe abortion pills mailed to you in the United States, which is great news. That is fucking fantastic. For years, an organization called Women on Web has been helping women who need an abortion have them in the privacy of their own homes by mailing them the pills used in medically induced abortions. So their headquarters are in the Netherlands. And I believe that this is the same group that does Women on Waves. Oh. Uh, Rebecca Gompertz. Oh, yeah. yeah it is. Women, on, Women on Waves uh, is, uh, has the abortion boat where they moor mm. um, off the coast of countries that don't provide abortions and then, um, you know, provide, they provide reproductive care. So in addition to things like um, providing contraception and abortion, they also do work on, um, you know, helping people like uh, with, with like fissures or, or childbirth. What a issues. bunch so, of badass. Oh, yeah. These people are absolutely amazing. Listen, so I don't want to live in a world where we have abortion pirates. But at the same time, if we had abortion pirates, that'd be pretty cool. I'm oh, just my saying. God. I mean, I would absolutely I would love that. I mean, if you can if we can have the abortion drone. Yes. Was that them? I think so. The abortion drone? I think they were working on it. Okay. At least connected. If you guys haven't heard about the abortion drone, they, some group, maybe this group, uh, put like abortion uh, pill packets on drones for airdrops. Yeah. Again, so badass. Yeah, they did it from Germany to Poland. Um, and again, I don't want to live in a world where that is necessary, but at the same time, I love that I live in a world where women do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these women recognize that no one's going to take care of this shit yes. for us but us. Yeah. And it's wonderful that uh, they've now set up the this service. Right. So for years, they avoided uh, the U.S. for fear that the anti-abortion movement could go after and hurt the organization as a whole. As of six months ago, that's changed. The Atlantic reports that Gompertz has started another group called Aid Access that works with women seeking abortions in the U.S. and has already mailed abortion pills to 600 women. That's so incredible. Amazing. Uh, also, if you're looking for a group to support, Aid Access. Yep. Go support them. So, or there are a couple organizations. I wish I could come up with the names. Mm -hmm. um, there are places that are specifically working on training women to provide, like, 
in communities to actually provide abortions. So like wow. women are pro like preparing for post row future, like in these under underground networks of um, training and providing. So kind of like getting That's midwife amazing. training, but for uh, for abortions. And I know that there are some groups that have been uh, you know that are working on that, and you can like donate and such. Meredith, should we some. learn how to do that? I totally want to. Do you want to? Yeah. I'll do it with you. I just got to, yeah. I'll just find us. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, <laughs> like, that we just made that plan. Hey. No, I'm very serious about that. So, um, also, uh, if you are interested in the process uh, for aid access, it works like this. Women seeking abortions go online. You fill out the consultation form in order to receive the pills uh, they, you should not be more than nine weeks pregnant. Uh, Mifepristone and misoprostol. Uh, mif uh, mifepristone and misoprostol, the two drugs that are part of the, um, it's the medication abortion right. protocol. The generic names for the drugs used to medically in, uh, inducted, induced abortions rarely result in complications, but they're not guaranteed to work after the first trimester. Uh, for the women who pass the screening, Gompertz writes them a prescription for the pills, and then you'll receive them at home in the mail. Um, uh, if you're wondering how all of this is legal, Gompertz's answer is fairly straightforward. She says that under the FDA's rules, people in the U.S. are allowed to order medicines for personal use, which is the same explanation given to inquiring minds at the Women on Web website. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we just, uh, yeah, the answer is somebody will try and say it's illegal, yes. but it's not, and... Uh, if there's any gray zone, it doesn't really matter because you're not doing anything wrong. Right. Um, also, the and this is another thing, like if you're in a position where you might need access to a medication abortion and you're in that situation, it's definitely like don't do the go through it alone. Yes. Make sure you have the support system. It's a lot easier and less invasive than a surgical abortion and it's a hell of a lot cheaper, mm -hmm. but it is still uh, like intense it you is know, intense, the process yeah. does involve like heavy bleeding and yes. cramping and some serious shit so like it's not something to you know this if, if you can have somebody be there for right, you yeah exactly 100 percent uh and that just goes for life in general <laughs> yeah um not so that i think any of the listeners would you know be gung-ho about suddenly like having an abortion just just chilling out and was like i'm just gonna go to the woods and and do this, this but pill like and like <laughs> hit the town yeah uh so also we were talking about uh uh jamil uh, kashaji and his horrible death having been tortured to death in saudi arabia so an update to the U.S.'s response to this. Treasury Secretary Stephen uh, Mushin has said that he is no longer going to at attend an economic summit in Saudi Arabia. So I know that's like low bar stuff, but at least it's some U.S. officials saying, we're not going to that anymore yeah. because you murdered a journalist. Uh, a tame response, but at least it's it's some kind of um, reaction. Yeah, like not complete business as usual. Yeah, exactly. Um, and sure, it's the Treasury Secretary and not the President or the Vice President or Secretary of State or anything like that. I mean, his terrible wife probably thinks that she'd be <laughs> sold into the harem, like somebody's harem, right. and that's why he's actually not going. Stephen, I'm because... blonde. I can't go to the Middle East. Well, I mean, she's like she still has that whole story about all the things that happened to her in Africa. Wait, what? Oh, my God. She got absolutely pilloried in, um, like, before she married Mnuchin, 
uh, she wrote a memoir that was almost entirely made up about the gap year she spent in Africa. I miss where this she entirely. said that she was like. Uh, whatever village that people th- that she was like an angel because of her blonde hair and that like uh, they were hiding in the bushes from like rampaging militias trying to kill like kill people and uh, but then the place where she was in Africa had never seen any violence whatsoever from cool. the sex the sectarian so problem. this was just like her weird fantasy oh yeah so yeah. Um, there was a an excerpt that was published online and then immediately a massive blowback. Um, so this, so I'm just imagining that she has some other very racist ideas about Saudi Arabia. Man, I say this as a white woman. White women are a fucking trip. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So let's see. Uh, oh, also, so the, I wanted to end things on two silly notes. So Meredith has one of the silly notes. My silly note is I just want to shout out Mark Ruffalo who is such a cool dad that he fully knows like how to use memes and stuff like that. So there is a classic gif online, which is Paul Rudd at a red carpet event being interviewed. And Mark Ruffalo <laughs> walks behind him and looks at Paul Rudd like we would all look at Paul Rudd. Not like, like Mark Ruffalo forgot he's a movie star and was like, that's fucking Paul Rudd. And I think he actually <laughs> says, is that Paul Rudd? Because he's trying to be funny. And he is very funny. But uh, so it's a still of that moment where Mark Ruffalo is looking at Paul Rudd like, holy shit, that's Paul Rudd. And he's put a caption over Paul Rudd that says people who say they aren't voting in midterms. And then the caption for him is me. Uh, So basically him looking at people who aren't voting in disbelief. Like, how could you not be voting right now? It's like, are you kidding me with that, folks? So here's why I love it. Uh, It's funny. It's a good message. And it's Mark Ruffalo rocking his cool dad status where he's like, I know what a meme is and I know how to use a meme and I'm a good person. So I'm going to tell you to go vote. I know. I just imagine him riding a skateboard around the Hudson Valley. Like, oh, for sure. What with a baby Bjorn? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Allison ascends. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do not have anything about voting, but I do. You have something better than voting. Do uh, not downplay your contribution right now. Truly amazing. Desmond's um, about to do something insane behind you. Oh, my God. I just want you to be brave. Really? I was not prepared for that. Uh, it's a it's a photo of a turtle in a pair of jeans. Okay, I'm 100% going to put this up at our Instagram. Anytime we talk about something with like a visual component and you're like I why would you talk about this? I can't see on an audio podcast. I totally know how things work. I know that you, you can't hear that. Can you send it to me? I can't find it. Yeah, I'll find it. Uh I will put it up at our Instagram. We're like trees and pod. You should follow us. Also like our posts. Then you'll see us more in your feed. That's how an algorithm works. Yep. I've had to explain algorithms to people on this show so many times. They're like, I don't see your posts. What? You have to like them or comment because then the algorithm is like, oh, you're interested in this thing. I'll show you more of it. Um, by the way, I've totally noticed more of you liking the posts, so thank you for doing that. Uh, and follow us over there if you want to see a little turtle in some fucking jeans. Who doesn't? I know. It's, uh, it's one of those truly ridiculous things that almost certainly can't be real, but I don't care. I like the idea that it is real and someone devoted an absurd amount of time to it. Yeah. That's what makes me really happy. Like, thinking of someone looking at their turtle and being like, I'm going to make you some pants. And then spending a weird amount of time creating the template because Mm -hmm. it's not easy to fit jeans to a turtle yeah so you know they had to go through several variations of it 
probably devoted multiple days to it. Yep. And then photographed it. Yep. Uh, I love it so much. I yep. instantly got happy when Meredith showed it to me. So I'm going to show it to all of you. Yeah, guys, it's a, it's a jordle. It's a jordle. Oh, I'm sorry. Jordis. The Jordis. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I'm also sending you another one. That's the Jordis. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's uh Okay, that's a sure. Good one. Uh, oh, all right, guys, you're going to get multiple photos of turtles. So what more do you want? Um, before we wrap up, any other last minute things that made you happy or stuff you're looking forward to anything like that um i got rosie a new toy yesterday oh my god what is it it was a it was a tennis ball that was sort of with a big rope toy threaded through it uh-huh and it was all fun and games until i got up this morning to discover that rosie had straight up eaten the fucking tennis ball no. so now it's just the rope and i like I, so i come out to the rope and <laughs> you know, half a dozen small pieces <gasps> of tennis ball. And I'm thinking, oh, God, you're going to shit so yeah. much later. Was she like, I did it. Was she very happy? <laughs> I'm unclear. Oh uh, she was, she just seemed very full. That Ugh, was, I bet was she is. Intense. Um, also, just thing I'm looking forward to, a good friend of mine got a, you know, got a rhinoplasty recently and she's almost fully recovered. And so some friends are throwing her a, um, Sophie has a new nose party and um, we're going to do like really, we're going to do a bunch of witchy things. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like tarot and witch things and <gasps> candle making and like, uh, so I'm going to get my witch on. Hell yeah. We should do something witchy for yeah, this month. Absolutely. I don't know what, but just something. I've been a hermit lately. Yeah. Same. Same. As soon as it got cold and it got like very cold very quickly. It was like 40 degrees this morning, which and is un absurd. Yeah. Unpleasant. I was not prepared. No, I wasn't prepared either because it's fucking fall. Uh, not winter. Breaking news on light treason. Uh, but I need to like go out and do Halloween stuff mm -hmm. or spooky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also got invited to a werewolf bar mitzvah party, which I'm pretty. That's for. pretty cool. Who? You don't have to say, but no. I'm just very curious. <laughs> I'll tell you off. Okay, cool. That's a cool idea, though. I like that. Um, anything else? Uh, no, not okay. really. That's my that's my big thing. What am I looking forward to? Do you remember that you and I are going to see Mitski? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, not that's like in December, but I occasionally forget about that. And then I see it in my calendar. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Uh. Guys, we're a 100% listener-supported show. Did you know that? Did you know that's why you didn't hear any ads? Because of your support. Please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button. For as little as $5 a month, you can keep us going. Also at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny. If you sign up at the $5 a month level or higher, you get to send us questions that we'll answer on Light Treason News. Uh, you'll also get access to all those sweet bonus episodes. We already have a couple up there about uh, Riverdale and Infinity Wars. Someone just left a very nice comment. Uh, Esteban, I think, left a comment on the Riverdale bonus episode saying that he's binge watching it right now and he loves this bonus episode so much because we do a deep dive into Riverdale. And uh, we'll soon have a bonus episode up about Harry Potter as well, so don't miss that. At the $10 a month level at my Patreon, you get access to all that stuff, and you get to do the monthly hangouts every month, which are so fun. And uh, guys, please follow Meredith on Twitter, at Meredith L. Clark. Thanks so much for listening, and while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 